Oh, what a Monday. Oh, boy. What a Monday. Got a lot going on. A lot of stuff left over from the weekend. When a weekend was just going to be a weekend. You know, it was just going to have a few sports, a few things to talk about. You know, maybe we'd hear a little bit as the two sides got together in Major League Baseball. Maybe there'd be a little more on the uh, on the NFL front. You know, you're looking for Wisconsin to get yet another win. Maybe Marquette would get a win. They didn't eke one out last night, unfortunately. And then, and then you probably, if you're like me, you expected a pretty boring NBA weekend. The how do I put this? The the slam dunk contest sucked. It was terrible. The NBA game, All-Star game, is always terrible. I love it when they get pumped up at the end. Yeah, yeah, nobody defending me the entire game, and I hit a shot. Look at me. It's crap. I love it that they get into it, but for the most part, it is what it is. Not, not, a, good, not a good game. So I, I paid a little attention to it. Then, then you come to the, uh, <laughs> then you come to Wisconsin and Michigan. Juwan Howard at the end of the game, taking offense to the fact that Greg Gard calls a timeout. Um, the old, it's, it's kind of like score or shooting a three late in a ball game. You know, if you don't want it to go in, defend it. You may take, it's a little gamesmanship, it's a little sportsmanship, it's a little thing that, you know, it is what it is. But for what ensued after the fact, as Greg, Gar- now, now let's do this, Let, let's, let's listen to it play out via CBS, and then we will come back and we will discuss, because I've got a very strong opinion on this, and some of you disagree, and I, it doesn't matter, I don't care. I, this is I got a very strong opinion on this. This is the way it sounded as the two teams were uh, getting ready to exit the floor before the melee broke out. 77 to 63. And Juwan Howard not going over immediately to shake hands. Now he's going to get in the line. Interesting finish here. 77. Oh, see, and they're going at it. Oh, yeah. Howard and Guard are not happy right now as the two of them continue to have words. We told you Jawan Howard was not happy about that timeout. Yo, and Jawan Howard just threw a right hand. And now we got a scrum. We have a scrum in Madison. Players are pushing and shoving. This is an ugly scene. This is an ugly scene. Oh, my God. That's the way it ended. After the fact, Juwan Howard, non-apologetic, still John as he's pushed away from the court. He needs to be fired and fired immediately. No way about it. And I know people go, well, it's because you're a Wisconsin fan, you're an Ohio State fan. No. He's a coach. He's a coach. Uh, Greg Gard grabbed his arm. Greg Gard wanted to explain. But Greg Gard and his guys got away from the melee. Kravenhoff and company, they were trying to separate players, and there was some stuff that was, that, that was said. I get it. But Juwan Howard, as a head coach, threw a punch. Go back, And I go back to the years, years ago. Remember, and I know it's different, but it's the same. 
because I brought this up at the time because at the time Woody Hayes got fired. The argument was a Big Ten coach threw a punch, and the, the statement after that was it doesn't matter if it was at a student or another coach. He needs to be fired. Jawan Howard threw a punch, and it wasn't at Greg Gard. Greg Gard, by that point in time, had been pushed away. Now, there's there's enough little little wrongs to go around. I get it. But it, it, at what point does a head coach throwing a punch become acceptable? And if you begin to accept that, you begin, you begin to accept the erosion of what it is you're supposed to be. And that punch is what led his players to start pushing, shoving, and throwing punches. That guy needs to be fired. I don't care what his record is. I don't care what his history is. He needs to be fired immediately. He never apologized, said his actions were erroneous. He should have kept control of himself. None of it. Not even after the fact. In the moment, he threw a punch. Guard grabbed his arm. Remember, guard grabbed his arm and said, wait a minute. And then he grabbed guard by the front of the, the, the quarter zip and scrunched it in his hands as if he was going to punch him then. By that point in time, he already was ready to throw a punch because he was pissed off his team got their ass whipped. And he was pissed off about the timeout call. But after that, he needs to go. He needs to be fired. And this whole thing in today's day and age, and I'm watching today, of all the excuses being made, why do we make excuses for bad behavior? Why? It's like we want to give everybody this free pass. No. At what point do you say this is unacceptable? And I know, look, there's people that are saying, and some guy said, you know, go back and sip your scotch, Grandpa. No. It's common sense. This is not allowed. The erosion of all of this has been enough. He needs to be fired and fired immediately. And they may not even agree with that out in Madison. That's fine. But that's my opinion. You cannot have a coach throw a punch. You can't do it. Can't do it. Suspended for the rest of the season. What is that going to do? What is that going to do? Huh? Not a whole lot. But in the very beginning of that, when Greg Gard touches his arm and stops him from walking past him, he already is grabbing Greg Gard by the shirt as if he wants to, like, manhandle him in some way. He then got pushed away, and then he takes the swing, and that's when the melee ensues. He needs to be fired. Needs to be fired. Now, if he doesn't get fired, what are we going to do about it, right? You know, you accept it, you move on, you think it's garbage. But why there aren't more national talking heads screaming for this guy to be fired, no idea. No idea. So I, I that's my opinion. Ben, you were there. You saw it, right? Yeah. Oh, what a day. He needs to be fired. I don't know if I would go that. I mean, the way I look at it is if, let's say, this was like a Tom Crean who's at Georgia and their team sucks, then they right. would. Um, I do not think he will be fired because there's a lot of booster support there. He is universally liked in Michigan. So I don't think he will. And he has been successful. I don't I I wouldn't go as far as to say he should. I think definitely suspended the rest of the season and 
maybe other ways to to make sure it doesn't happen again. The thing that has irked me the most today and yesterday as it was all going on are the people somehow spinning it to say guard was in the wrong and just everybody trying to go through these mental gymnastics to try to defend what Jawan Howard did. I don't get it. Right. I watched Kendrick Perkin today in an embarrassing display of lack of mentality try to explain how great guards at fault for grabbing him when he clearly didn't want to be talked to. And even if, even if you take it to that extent and say, okay, look, guard grabbed him. That's fine. Guard never punched him. Never threw a punch. Clearly wanted to talk to him. And by the time the punch was thrown, guard was a good 15, 20 feet away from him. He had been pushed away. Guard had calmly collected himself and walked away. That was it. The bottom line is you cannot throw a punch. Everything else leading up to it. You can't throw a punch. You just can't. You are the head coach. You can't throw a punch. There is no excuse for this. None. And that's the thing that bothers me is everybody wants to make excuse for bad behavior. It just, when does it stop? We talk about this kind of stuff all the time. Players that act up, coaches that act up, and we keep making excuses. And then we're shocked when something more egregious happens. Oh, my God, I can't believe he did that. Well, really? The guy before him did something not quite that severe, but he didn't get, he didn't get fired. He didn't lose his job. He didn't get suspended for a long period of time. So why are we shocked? It's the erosion of what you should be doing versus what you shouldn't be doing and excuses made afterwards. I, I just I look at it and say, when the NCAA and the Big Ten got together and said, years and years ago, a head coach cannot throw a punch. Period. End of story. Didn't matter if it was at a student, didn't matter if it was at a player, didn't matter if it was a band member, didn't matter if it was at another coach. You cannot throw a punch. Now, all of a sudden, it's acceptable? No, it's not acceptable. Juwan Howard's got to go. He's got to go. Uh, and I agree with many of you. You know, he was mad about calling the timeout. He was mad that his team lost. He, you know, I, I, I completely understand it. And for those that are making excuses, it's kind of like the – the Matthew Stafford stuff, people over the weekend said, did you see that the girl was a racist? And my argument is, okay, I get that. I understand that. First of all, it doesn't give you the right to just watch a human being struggle by breaking a spine, falling off a stage. And secondly, I don't think Matthew Stafford knew that at the time. That, that's something that's completely after the fact. It's, it's, it makes her a pathetic human being, but it, it doesn't give him the right to turn away. And he didn't know it at the time. So I, I don't want to hear that. That's garbage. You're making excuses for poor behavior. The same thing with Juwan Howard. You know, I just, you, you can't do it. It's, it's, you lose your job, period, you're gone. You know, there's certain things that go on that we just continually look the other way. And why, and, and Ben, you said it. It's because the boosters like him and he's been a winner. So if you're good, and we know this. I mean, look at what Bobby Knight did for years and years and years and years and years. But wasn't the standard then set? You cannot throw a punch. You cannot touch someone else as a head coach. That was that at Indiana was set. They did not stop and say, you can't touch a student athlete. It was Bobby Knight's bullying and putting his hands on other people culminated in his termination. 
It wasn't putting his hands on. Remember, he did it to a secretary. He did it to an assistant coach. He did it to a student athlete. He did it to everybody. And they said it's not acceptable. They fired a coach. He was unbelievably successful. You cannot throw a punch. He did it. It set off a melee that his kids followed himself down a primrose path of throwing punches. He has to be fired. That's my biggest problem with all of it, Bill. A lot of people are going to point to the players, the two Michigan guys and Jacoby Neath on Wisconsin, who were throwing punches in that. I mean, Juwan Howard is supposed to be the role model and the head right. coach and the leader of the program to craft young, young guys into men. Right. And he set the example. None of it is physical if he doesn't throw that right hand. None of it happens if he doesn't throw a punch. If they separate everybody, they all go back to the locker rooms. The minute he threw the punch, and people say, well, it was an open No, he started out as a punch, and we all know what it was. Stop making excuses for bad behavior. It's just a well-thought-out lie. Stop it. It, 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 He threw a punch. It open-handed at the end because I think in that split second, that millisecond as he threw that arm out, that he knew if that thing lands on the jaw, he's done. He will forever be done as a head coach. So he opened his hand and gave him a slap to the head, but come on. He threw it. He needs to be fired. And every, you know what you need to do, Ben? Every day, start putting in requests for either the chancellor or the athletic director over at Michigan. Every day, we start bugging the hell out of them. I'll say, try. Come on the program and every day, say, come on the program. We, even if we get voicemails and we start calling live on the air, just say, hey, can we get, we, we're live on the air, can we talk? See what they say. We're going to become a pain in their ass. And explain to us why he's not being fired. Because you know and I know he's not going to be. We both know that. He's good. They're going to keep him. If they fire him, I will be absolutely shocked. I will be shocked. But he needs to go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, agree or disagree? The phone lines are wide open. Give us a shout. We'd love to have you. 877-867-1670. Follow us on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, go to Facebook, facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can find us there over on YouTube as well. You, you can subscribe on YouTube, and we appreciate it when you do. Uh, simply go to uh, youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, and it's absolutely free. You can find And the, the podcasts are blowing up, so please continue to subscribe to the podcast, the downloads and such, uh, over on Spotify, iTunes, and over there on uh, Google Podcasts as well. You can find everything about the show there also. What a good weekend, though. Good weekend. I mean, I had a great weekend overall. But uh, when this happened, I was like, wow. I sat there and watched it. I, I, was, I was shocked. Um, uh, we'll get into all this. I got people just, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, it, it's blowing up. Blowing up on a Bud Light live stream. I will get to you when we come back. Stay tuned. Everybody's going to get their say right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome, one. Welcome, all. We are glad you're uh, on board with us today. Everybody over in the Bud Light live stream, welcome to you as well. We are. Uh, we're glad you're here. A weekend that looked rather boring when you talk about to the possibility of a franchise tag and Avante Adams coming out of Green Bay. Will that 
inspire Aaron Rodgers to come back. And then you had kind of a, a lackluster Daytona 500 with uh, a lot of the big names out early on because of a massive, a couple of massive crashes that took guys out. Um, then you had an NBA All-Star weekend that, well, let's be honest, it just sucked. The All-Star game sucked. The, the slam dunk competition was even worse. Just embarrassingly bad. And uh, then, obviously, you had what took place at the Kohl Center, and that perked everybody up. And now there's talk about eliminating the post-game handshake. Dick Vitale has chimed in, and some of the bigger names in basketball have stated that uh, this is something that's unnecessary, even though it's all about sportsmanship. It's become unsportsmanlike. And now the question as to whether or not Juwan Howard should be fired. The Big Ten years ago making a statement that any coach throwing a punch, and then it prefaces it by saying it doesn't matter a student athlete or another coach should be fired. This goes all the way back to 1978 when Woody Hayes threw the punch at the Clemson kid and lost his job. Bobby Knight then manhandling a secretary, grabbing a player by the throat, throwing what perceived were short punches by Bobby Knight. He should lose his job. Now the question is, will Juwan Howard? We bring in now uh, Isaiah Hole. You can find him on Twitter, at Isaiah Hole. He does the uh, Wolverines Wire, joining us uh, on the hotline. Isaiah, thanks for taking a couple of minutes. What is the reaction right now in, in Michigan over all of this? Well, it's a lot of Zaprooter-type scenario at the moment just kind of trying to get the the a feel for why what happened happened and uh certainly there, there's a mixture of uh of michigan fans who are who are apoplectic over it you know that that don't that feel embarrassed that feel like you know this does not exemplify leaders best which it doesn't of course uh and then there's the others that like to try to you know excuse the behavior and things of that nature that are going to carry maize and blue water around kind of no matter what. So, uh, and then, and then you, you know, who knows what's going on really behind closed doors. It doesn't seem like Michigan is going to fire Juwan Howard based off of what Ward Manuel said yesterday in his statement, but uh, certainly it wouldn't surprise me either. You know, I, I think well, I, I, I said on Twitter yesterday you know, whatever happens from here is deserved. And certainly I got a lot of pushback from people that say, well, not whatever happens. And I, I stand by that. I think whatever happens, uh, even even though we kind of have come to understand the way things transpired a little bit more, the provocations that happened that got Jawan to that point, there's still no excuse for it, right? So uh, it, it's just a matter of, uh, how is it going to be seen by the Big Ten, and then how is Michigan going to respond? And that's that's the big question that we're kind of waiting on here. Um, by the way, we're talking with Isaiah Hall from WolverinesWire.com. So, uh, you know, the argument is to be made that he's had this one egregious moment. Uh, others are pointing to the Maryland game where there was an instigation there as well and saying that, look, this guy's well, – what, what more does he need to do to be fired? Uh, and then there's the other side of the coin where he has been a good coach. He has been a guy that's been a fundraiser. He is liked by a lot of the boosters there. And maybe Michigan would take the more egregious. I, I think the Big Ten is going to suspend him. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. As to how long, we'll have to wait and see. It will then have all the eyes over on Michigan. Does Michigan feel a pressure from the outside in 
to say let let him go or do they just feel like you know what we're we're, we're going to do our own thing just back off let us be and, and kind of you know get out of our way you know i went back and re rewatched that maryland one just to kind of refresh my memory because naturally when when you're in michigan you're you're, you're not only dealing with the michigan faithful you're also dealing with uh buckeyes and spartans who you know are clutching their pearls probably more than even wisconsin people are at the moment right uh if that, if that says anything uh in the maryland one nothing really kind of happened i mean he he got bristly and started moving towards mark turgeon and it, and it was well restrained before getting over there and we really kind of don't know what happened there either but um I, as far as what what Michigan will do is I think it, a lot a lot of it will be based off of the feedback they probably get from boosters and, and such and I, I think it's still a little too early to really know uh, but I think the big question is is what if the Big Ten really drops a hammer right like if, if they if they say the rest of the regular season or the rest of this season I think fine right like that makes sense and I think the punishment fits the crime just kind of given the way everything transpired because you know I, I after kind of going back and rewatching the the way everything went it did it did seem like the whatever you want to call it punch open hand slap open hand punch whatever uh came after one of his players was pushed uh so it it, it seems like you i can understand it i don't condone it i want to I, I want to make sure that that's well understood i don't condone it but i understand it and i can see where the michigan brass also would understand that but if the if the big 10 says Hey, you're you're out for you know a season or something like that, which wouldn't surprise me. You know, right. then Michigan would have a choice to make. You know, and and if the boosters also likewise don't get in line, then Michigan will also have a choice to make. So uh, there's a lot that we're just gonna have to wait and see what what happens from here. But I, I don't I, I I don't know that it's cut and dry at this point. But my my first instinct when I saw it happen was. It, I don't know how you keep him, but at the same time, once going, you know, I've, I've watched every angle. I've watched different, uh, like I said, zap rooter type stuff where, where they're like breaking down every single moment, every single instigation and provocation. And it makes a little bit more sense why things unraveled the way they did. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure that it's going to matter in the end, you know, because we do live in a, in a culture where intent, you know, you could, you could have been protecting, you know, his, his kids from a bear, but the, mm -hmm. the end result still is what the end result is. Right. Um, let me ask you just about basketball in general. It has been somewhat of a disappointing season for Michigan. And uh, talk a little bit about that, about the season thus far and the way it's gone. Well, like you said, it's been a big disappointment. This was a team that was ranked number six in the preseason that was thought to, to be able to kind of repeat the success of last year, and it was thought of as almost a given. But uh, Michigan lost a lot of production, and even though there's been a lot of plug-and-play over the last couple of years, it just didn't work out that way. A lot of youth, obviously, Caleb Houston, Musa Diabate, and losing Isaiah Livers and Franz Wagner ended up being, and Shondi Brown, uh, and, and I'll even add Mike Smith to that because it's, it's taken a little while for Devontae Jones to kind of get going. Uh, it, it ended up being pretty costly. You know, it's kind of a proof positive that 
nothing's a given, even if you have a lot of talent coming in. And even though we got two five stars, they, it's they're, they're very hit, and, hit or miss. I think the big thing that's happened with this team is uh, it, it, it's really falling apart often in the second half of games. We saw that yesterday. Uh, but and similarly, where it tends to fall apart is when it just it seems to have problems shooting at times, and at times it doesn't. You know, you look at that Purdue game from uh, a week and a half ago, uh, zero problems shooting the basketball. They they were what you expected Michigan to be uh, going into the preseason, just lights out, and uh, you know have all these shooters that are just hitting everything, and then you have stretches like yesterday where. Uh, Wisconsin goes on an 18-2 run. I mean, you're, you're not going to win many games like that, and that's not the first time it's happened. We saw it against North Carolina. We saw it against UCF. We saw it against Michigan State, and now Wisconsin. So uh, it, it, it's just one of those things where it, it seems like maybe the confidence isn't there. They're getting open looks. They had them yesterday even during their drought. They just don't hit them. And, mm-hmm. uh you know, in previous years, Michigan's been a lot better at shooting the three than what we've seen this year, and that's been a it's been a real big disappointment because they're they're not going to be able. They went what two for eighteen or something like that yesterday. I don't remember the exact number, but it was something of that nature. And you're just not going to win a lot of games if you're relying on the three ball that much. Actually, I think it was higher than that. I think it was like twenty four three point attempts. If you if you have that many three point attempts and you're not hitting any of them you're going to lose every, pretty much every game that you're in in that case. And then on the other side, defense has not been uh, the calling card that it had been the last couple of years. And that's really played a part. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see if uh, not as much this year, but if next year it's worlds better just by virtue of those guys having more experience and going through their development a little bit more. Uh, real quick, before I let you go, give me your thoughts. Harbaugh goes to Minnesota, kind of expected a deal, didn't get it, comes back now says, hey, I'm going to be a Wolverine for life. I still think that there's the possibility if an NFL team came and it was the right situation and he would probably take off. But what are the thoughts right now with Harbaugh coming back? Well, Harbaugh is a weird guy, kind of dances to the beat of his own drummer, so it's kind of hard to tell because there certainly were NFL teams that had come calling in the past and he shut those down before. Uh, and uh, he, he said this time it kind of felt like it was time. He had signed an initial seven-year contract, that seven years was up, and he decided to test the waters. Um, I, I would also think that kind of the ego hit of having gone through the process and it not it seeming like, you know, clearly Minnesota thought that they were going to make that move. They had a social media following him around when he arrived and all kinds of stuff, and Harbaugh thought it was a foregone conclusion, and it wasn't quite. And the interview didn't go quite as well about halfway through the day. And makes you wonder with a guy like him if the ego hit might be enough to say, you know what, let's not go through this again. But it wouldn't surprise me. But I think a lot of those jobs that would have been the quote right situation, whether it was the uh, the, the Vikings is is kind of the the outlier. But I mean, the Raiders were open, the Bears were open. Those those really seemed like the ones that would really uh, give him pause. The only other one would probably be the Indianapolis Colts. So, uh, and it seems like they're in a pretty good position, you know, moving upward with uh, Frank Reich at the helm. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but I also, I, I have a feeling that he'll be here for at least the next several years, barring uh, a big change. And I think it would take a change to the NFL too, because clearly they're just like Michigan's coaching staff. They seem to be very uh, attuned to the youth movement. 
you know, wanting to get younger coaches. And that makes mm-hmm. total sense. It's what's worked, what worked for Michigan this last year with the assistants. And, you know, you look at guys like Sean McVay and, uh, and, uh, you know, Matt LaFleur and all these young coaches that are just doing really well that are young. Uh, I think that's just where the NFL's kind of trending at this moment. Isaiah, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. We'll get you back on at some point for sure, okay? All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Isaiah Pohl, or Isaiah Hole. You can find his stuff at wolverineswire.com. You can also find him on Twitter at Isaiah Hole, H-O-L-E. Find his stuff there. But uh, good stuff as he joined us on uh, hotline for a couple of minutes. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends. we got a lot of good friends, but our friends at the New Mail Medical Center treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders as well. And uh, in doing so, they can all but cure, all but guarantee they can cure the ED because they've got a 98% success rate. I was just in there uh, last week and stopped by just to say, hey, how you doing? Uh, stopped in to see how things are going. They said uh, all the advertisements are working, but this time of year, people are coming in for the All-in-One Weight Loss Program. I said, look, I get it. You know, you come out of the summer months or come out of the winter months, going into the summer months, want to look good, want to feel good, want to get things going again. Yeah, boy, especially with T-shirt weather right around the, se- right around the corner this season. Give them a call, 414-455-4451, Give them a call. They're trusted. They are the best. They are number one. And they're the ones that everybody else is emulating. That's the New Mail Medical Center. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.